When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coglin. And welcome to another episode of Courtside Eclipse Nation podcast. Today, we're going to be going over the Clippers trades at the deadline, potential buyout candidates, recap the Mavs game, and make a friendly wager at the end. Jack, are you ready to get into it? I'm born ready, John. You know this. All right, let's get into it. So... We already knew about the Norman Powell trade with the Blazers in which the Clippers acquired Powell, Robert Covington for Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick. That was last week, but at this Thursday's deadline, the Clippers were actually involved in one of the first trades of the day in which they acquired Shemi Ojale and Rodney Hood from the Bucks in exchange for Serge Ibaka and Cash. They also received the rights for... Vanja Marinkovic from Sacramento. Nice Thank Sounds you. Right. Thank you. From Sacramento in exchange for the draft rights of Summer League legend David Michonel. We'll miss you. It was a part of a four-team trade. Uh, not too many fans really gave it much weight, but we'll dive into that later. Um, the Clippers didn't make any more moves after that. You got to assume that maybe something just fell through or they're just going to play the buyout market instead. So with that being said, we've seen a couple of games so far with Norman Powell and Covington uh, from the trade last week. Jack, how would you grade that trade so far? Um, The Powell Covington trade or the four teamer? Uh, the Powell Covington trade. I mean, I got to give it an A. It, it's hard to it's hard to really hate on this trade. And I feel like most NBA fans would agree. Pal has been amazing for us so far in his first game against the defending champs. He had 28 points and then Rocco had 13 in that game. So I feel like even the game since then, Pal's done really well. I feel like it's playmaking, underrated playmaker. He's made some nice passes and then yep. he can obviously drive really well. He can hit the mid-range, hit the three, he can defend. Like, he really is just going to be a great fit alongside Kawhi and Paul George. So we're just kind of waiting to, for when that day will come. And then Rocco even, you know, a lot of people when we made this trade focused on Norman Powell, rightfully so. But even Covington, you know, he's had some solid stints with us in, yeah. in these games. Obviously, it's been hard to win them because we're playing some top playoff teams without Kawhi and PG. But Rocco's shown some good signs. So maybe the Clippers might want to keep him around by next year. He's a, He's – free agent in the summer. So we'll see what that happens. And yeah, I think it's just an A at this point for sure. Yeah. I, it's insane that the Clippers could trade three bench players, two of them that barely played and who probably wouldn't have seen the court uh, once fully healthy and in exchange got potentially the best player on their team in Norman Powell. So I, I agree with you. Uh I'm also going to give it an A. I think right now, Norman Powell is the best player on the team. I also think because of that, we're seeing a bit of a hierarchy change within the team. So uh, 
the roles are changing constantly. Like Marcus Morris, who may have been the number one option or maybe Reggie Jackson pick and roll, uh, their touches are going to get lowered. So we're seeing a little adjustment in that. Uh, we're seeing role players who used to play a lot more, like Amir Coffey was starting. Uh, he's not seeing the floor as much, but he's still doing well, but he's not just get, he's not getting the same volume. So I think it's going to take time for that to truly mesh with everyone. And uh, also shout out Terrence, man, that point guard by committee, that backup point guard by committee, I should say, uh, I think has really turned him into a more aggressive player. I think that he understands he has a big opportunity. He's trying to seize it right now. I think that's also because of the the Powell trade. He's doing uh, really well, or he's doing well, decently well with him there. But yeah, Powell, I think has been great. As you said, three-level score, aggressive driver. Uh, We'll touch on the Mavericks game a little bit after, but he had some really nice passes to Zoo when he would get deep in the paint and find him. And I didn't realize that his passing was that good, or at least it's pretty solid for his position. I think that's going to be huge. And he's just the most aggressive driver on this team. And it's going to create opportunities for a lot of guys because he's doing that. And of course his shooting, he's a good shooter, 40% uh, catch and shoot. He can shoot off the dribble mid range and three. He's been great. Um, and then Covington, I think he's been a little underrated by Clipper fans. I would say, I think defensively he's been in the right places. He has active hands. He's a lot bigger and longer than you'd think. Uh, I keep forgetting he's around like six nine, six ten. Uh, and then on offense, he can knock down some shots. Uh, he occasionally likes the contested pull from three, but I mean, if you could shoot it over, you could shoot it. And he's a decent shooter. Um, and he's not gonna like uh, break you down off the dribble. Like if he gets in the paint or gets to the next level, it's usually just off like a pump fake. Uh, off a closeout and he's not he's not going to force too much but i really like it It, it's an a trade for me um yeah i love it i i love having these two defensive guys covington gives you a lot of flexibility at that four or five spot and then pal's an aggressive defender he's not too tall but he's got that low center of gravity and he's he's a dog so Man, yeah, totally. It's it's a great one for us, and I think uh, of course, like Kawhi, when Kawhi and PG do come back, yeah, it could be an adjustment. But I feel like it'll be an adjustment when Kawhi and PG come back. Like for every single player on the team, they're basically going this whole entire year almost uh, with without Kawhi, and then a big part of it without PG as well. So I feel like everyone's gonna have to adjust. Norm too, because you know in Portland he was he was seen as you know they tried to make him one of the focal points of the offense too, alongside Dame and CJ. And now with Kawhi and PG out, he's becoming one of the focal points. So it'll be an adjustment for sure. But I think he'll be able to adjust. Of course, he was with Kawhi in Toronto when they won the championship. So, yeah, I, I am just so, so excited to to see Kawhi and PG come back with with Norm and with everyone. Everyone's confidence getting better. So it's going to be fun. I just just get well soon, Kawhi and PG. Yeah, I got a question for you. Um, With how good Powell is on this team, when everyone's healthy, like – what would your starting lineup be? Ooh. Well, I think Reggie probably still starts a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they may just go with the usual uh, Reggie, PG, Kawhi, uh, Nico, or Morris, and then Zubak. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. 
And then, yeah, kind of have Norm off the bench. But I feel like Norm might finish more games or depend depending on if we go small ball at the end too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing that I wonder is like, are you do you want to put out your best five like that or do you want to have that hit off the bench? Um, and it would be a huge boost off the bench, especially if you stagger your stars and you got uh, Powell in the second unit playing like uh, the last four minutes of the first with Kawhi, if he plays the whole first, and then the first four minute, four to six minutes with PG uh, to start the next quarter. That that'd be ins- that'd be pretty good for both of them. I kind of wonder if they there's like a, a couple options they could go. They could start him at the one, which I don't think naturally is what he should be, given how good he is attacking the basket uh, and being an aggressive scorer. I don't know if that's the best way to utilize him. Or if you start Reggie and you start him, but do you want to slide Kawhi to the four? I mean, in the playoffs, Kawhi will go to the four, but starting, we just haven't seen that too much. And I just don't know if that's something he'd want to do. I don't know if he doesn't want, if he'll do it because it's not as taxing sliding laterally. But and in the NBA, you're going to find switches and all of that. So I don't know. That's that's an interesting conversation. I don't, I don't think PG likes the four either. I think they both just do a lot better on the perimeter where they have smaller defenders on them and they could uh, use their size to break them down. But yeah, that's, that's going to be good. Once we see them all together, that day cannot come soon enough, um, especially now given the injuries and even Norm's injuries. So anything else on that trade you want to touch on before we move on to the uh, Rodney Hood and Shemi Ojale trade? No, I think I'm good, but but yeah, yeah. I mean, we could. Tyloo's definitely probably thinking about it already. Like, oh, where could we do so? The where could we uh where could we put Norm in this in this mix of guys and and also with if Roko stays on the team by next year. So I'll trust I'll trust Tyloo. He he seems to seems to make the right calls. Yeah, and I I do hope we resign uh Roko. I think I think he's gonna be good for the team. Um, anyway, on to the. Uh, Shemi Ojale and Rodney Hood trade, who the Clippers got from the Bucks in exchange for Serge Ibaka. Um, that's tough for Serge just because when we signed him, it was supposed to be the big center signing that we were missing because the center position was what killed the Clippers in the bubble against Jokic. And it seemed like they really got it in Serge when he, I remember him starting, uh, you would see how there's a different wrinkle in the offense. You had a pick and pop now inside pick and roll with PG, and he could hit him uh, if they were like ice the ice the pick and roll, and he had that option. He stretching the floor opened up a lot for the rest of the team, but it was just a shame um, because of his back injury. He couldn't get back. He couldn't get to his same self. Um, I'm glad that the Clippers traded him to Milwaukee, a team that. Should go to the finals, in my opinion, even with the Philly trade with Harden. I think that they should still go there. So I'm glad that he gets to go play. I don't know if Brooke Lopez is coming back soon. Bobby Portis has been good, so he could be another third center. But honestly, um, I enjoyed having Serge on this team, so I hope they meet him in the finals one day. Uh, but on to the hood in Ojale acquisitions hood hasn't been too good since he's been in portland ojale is okay he's not the greatest shooter but he shoots and he can play the four or five um overall what would you give this uh what grade would you give this trade yeah i would give it a c plus 
because it's it's not like a B or an A where it's like, oh, we definitely we definitely got better. And it's not a D or an F where it's like, oh, what are the Clippers doing? It just kind of kind of keeps us kind of where we are. We get off the books uh, with Ibaka's deal. And yeah, like you said, Ibaka was the big signing and he was he was looking great for us to start the year. That back injury happened. And I feel like it just it kind of went unnoticed that he was injured for that whole pretty much that whole playoff run mm-hmm. because the emergence of Nico Batum as a small ball five and and doing that, the Clippers were like, oh, hang on. We don't really need Serge Ibaka. Nico Batum can play the, the small ball five even better than Serge. So this isn't as needed of a of a position that that we need for someone that can shoot and defend the rim. So I, I like that we traded him to a contender. I did kind of feel like he was going to go. He hasn't looked the same, you know, once every now and then he'll, he'll have a great showing like against the Lakers and Anthony Davis. Yeah. And um, I feel like the bucks are a good team for him. Yeah. Cause yeah, Brooke got injured. So bucks are, bucks are good team. They can find some minutes for him. And then hood and Ojale, it's like, all right. Yeah. Like you said, hood had a good stint in Portland. He's just kind of, Eh, and same with Semi Ojale, but they're both free agents in the summer, so I'm not too sure the Clippers will will full on keep them or or what's going to happen there. But we get off the books with Ibaka, and yeah, again, I saw some Clippers hating on this, but it's like there's not a ton you're going to get back for Serge Ibaka. Like, there's a reason this is all we got back. This is probably the best, the best that the Clippers yeah, will do like, here. What's his value, like, like you're going to get his value back. Like, he hasn't shown you too much this season, so. Exactly. Makes he's he's makes clearly sense. not the same surge. Yeah, he's, he's not the same surge. He's had the health problems. We're going to miss his voodoo room. We're oh, really, yeah. really going to miss his voodoo room. What a time. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to forget that that Dallas series when he's tweeting about all that. That was That's classic. That's classic right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in my opinion, I think, I think it's hindsight, but I also feel like we could have used him in the playoffs uh, this season. Um, if they win the play playing game in case like Hartenstein's not playing well, there's like a physical second center that they're going against. I feel like he really could help. And plus he has the experience and the floor stretching ability. Um, but I don't know. You get a guy, he wasn't going to see too much time. He was probably unhappy. The Clippers, maybe the front office maybe wanted to do him right. Like, Hey, let's put you in a good situation uh, where you could play. Milwaukee needs stretch fives because of Giannis. Um, but Hey man, uh, with Hood, he did have that game, uh, game four in the 2018 finals with LeBron and the Cavs and Ty Lue as the coach, where he didn't play the whole series and he came in and scored 15 points. So he could be break glass in case of emergency situation. He's the Clippers seem to have kind of guys like that that kind of replicate his game, like Jay Scrub, Brandon Boston, that uh, like to shoot and be instant offense off the bench. We'll see. Though I think they could use him, and I think uh, the system that they're in really empowers you to be a good individual player. So it could it could be a decent thing to have them. I mean, I don't expect them to play heavy minutes in the rotation in the playoffs or in the regular season. Even Ojale, he's going to get like the justice minutes where he's a third-string center maybe when everyone's healthy. Or they're shooting four to five, and he's that's decent. Like you get some size, uh, a little better shooter than Justice. But overall, would you have rather not made the trade than have made this trade? Um, no, I think that making the trade's fine. You save the money, and obviously, Balmers pays a lot of money 
he doesn't he doesn't mind spending the money. So it's always good to, you know, to say to save a little bit and, and get get off get Ibaka off the books. And yeah, Ibaka's deal was over after this year anyway. And yeah, the Clippers as well. Like yeah, you said with with Hardenstein, you know, he's he's been playing pretty well this year. I mean, he got injured. It's kind of having a tricky way finding himself back into how he was playing at the start of the year. But I feel like the Clippers were weren't really expecting Hardenstein to play to play as well as he has. So I think that was also part of it. And and yeah, I'm glad that the Clippers as well again got him to a contender, the defending champs who need a big. So it, it kind of works out for everyone. Clippers were able to make the deal. I bet Ibaka is totally fine with going to to play with the defending champs and still yeah. have a shot at winning. So it, it works out. It works out. Yeah, I I agree. I don't see, I don't see too much in it. I, I I do. I don't know. I I think half of me wouldn't have made it because I can see a positive into keeping him, but I also see a positive of getting two guys, another wing and another four or five. I, it just adds a little more versatility. So oh, we'll see. I You give Ty a little more flexibility with his lineups. So yeah, overall solid, really good trade deadline for the Clippers. I think if that Powell trade, oh, happened totally. the, if the Powell trade happened at the dead Powell and Rocco trade happened at the deadline, I think people would say that apart from Philly and Brooklyn, that the Clippers were the biggest winners of the deadline. Totally. But, totally. That trade immediately made our trade deadline a, a huge W. Yeah. Huge uh, I, w. Overall, it's an A, in my opinion, for totally whatever totally. the front office did. So shout out Lawrence Frank, Jerry West, Mark Hughes. Yeah, all the you goats, guys. all of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up, we're going to go over the potential candidates in the buyout market that the Clippers could pursue um, if they are able to open up a roster spot. So after this break, we'll break that down for you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, and we're back. So going over, if the Clippers were to wave Ojale or Hood, they could open up a roster spot, which they could use to convert Amir Coffee, but who knows what they're going to do these days we don't know that they could potentially let a free agent walk in the summer then sign him but if they don't sign him this season he won't be postseason eligible so it'd be nice if they could actually convert him but in the chance but that we'll, they do and oh, one sorry. thing that would be nice is the clippers getting healthy jay scrub having surgery and norman powell questionable for the game tomorrow with yes. turf toe. So yes, more My injuries. Apologies. I should have mentioned that we, as we're recording, we just got the notification that Norman Powell is questionable tomorrow with turf toe. Um, the great left toe, the left big toe, with this one, the opposite of what Jay Scrub had surgery on. Um, God, that is not good. He was pretty gimpy during the Mavs game. So get well soon. He said he had a lot of pain. So apparently it could be mild, could be serious, but I guess we'll find out. He's questionable. So it's not like they just officially ruled him out, but he'll he probably won't play. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully he's 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 good. Yeah. Soon. We'll 
we'll break it down in a second. Um, but first, Jack, who would you want to see this team pursue in the bio market if they're able to free up a roster spot? Well, there's a lot of talk about getting that backup point guard. I feel like it's not as needed as some people make it out to seem because like we said, the playmaking by committee, the point card by committee off the bench with, with, with whether there's T man or Kennard or, you know, Hardenstein's a good passer, obviously not a point guard, but he's a good passer too. So mm-hmm. there's some good playmaking there. I feel like the main ones, the top point guards we get is probably Dragic or Schroeder. Um, you know, both, both solid point guards and Dragic hasn't played in a while. He didn't play for Toronto, but he's a, great player as well and him and Kennard could be like the lefty duo I feel like Schroeder's could be a good backup point guard too um so yeah as far as the point guard off the bench goes I think those two are are going to be some top candidates and uh there was even the report that if Dragic gets by bought out the Clippers are one of the one of the sign him so we'll see what happens there yeah also the things you mentioned with Dragic is that um I, the Mavericks are also a favorite to land him and they're playing each other. So that will be interesting. I also think that you can't go wrong with Harris or no, I'm sorry, not Gary Harris, uh, DJ Augustine as a point guard, but I do believe having that, um, that second unit is doing pretty well playing together. I think without the point guard setting up the offense and everything, they're forced to just play basketball and play free move let Hartenstein initiate dribble handoff. Uh, they're cutting off back door. They're uh, moving off screens. Like I, there was a play for instance, in which Luke uh, was running off a screen and then he caught the ball, used his body to fake out the defender, attack the closeout. And then he got stopped by a secondary uh, helper and then T man just cut and he hit him for a basket. I think stuff like that is really cool to see with the second unit. It's forcing them to play together. And I think that was kind of something you would see with the second unit with blood, even blood. So there, they would play together like that. So that first unit, they have a lot of guys that can get buckets. And I feel like they kind of sometimes play your turn, my turn, which is kind of tough, but I do see the need for a backup point guard with that unit. But if PG comes back, he can run that offense. Yeah. That's so, another good point. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's plenty of options. I, I would actually be okay if they didn't sign a point guard, if they had a spot open. Um, yeah, that wouldn't it, be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, they, I don't I don't know why. It's crazy. I don't. This is one of the few times I don't believe they should sign one or they should get one at this time, even though that hole's open uh, and Preston probably isn't playing this season. But mm-hmm. um, the OKC Thunder just waived uh, former Heat forward Casey Akpala who, by the way, whose brother is my friend and we grew up playing together, so. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah. You trying throwing, to tamper? Are you trying just, to tamper? No, nah, just throwing that out there. If he wants to come home, come home, but we got to free up a <laughs> roster spot warrants. Um, anyway, it that would be nice. He's a good 6'9 forward. Uh, he plays three through five. He could shoot a little bit. He's long, but we'll see, man. Uh, Jack, this one's kind of out of left field. If the Nets were to wave Blake Griffin, and it seems really unlikely, would, <laughs> uh, would you would you want him on the Clippers? 
is any is any Clipper fan even allowed to say no to this? I mean, how can we how can we pass up the return of Blake Griffin? I mean, who, I mean, come who's on. The, who's the third center right now? It's it's probably Ojale. That's the thing. And it's he like, could play. What four. if Zoo like or Hart get hurt? Exactly. And, and if it's yeah. Zoo, rough, very rough. Yeah. Actually, oh, even yeah, if I know that. Yeah. yeah. Because then you have. But, um, oh, how can we turn up? How can we turn away Blake's return? That that would be. Like, if just the, thinking of Woj tweeting, Blake Griffin has decided to sign with the Clippers. Like, Clippers Chills. Twitter might actually break. That would be amazing. Our, we're like, like it literally boy. will just explode. We're literally fanboying over fan fiction right now. So, it's yeah. It, I don't know it. So you, I think you would say yes. I would say yes. I don't care about any basketball, or anything. Just Blake Griffin returning to the Clippers. Whatever's on the court happening, it doesn't matter. He doesn't even have to play a single second. Just his return, and like that one game where we rest everyone or everyone's hurt, and he comes in and he just has one of those Blake Griffin throwback games. Like, just that alone is worth like giving him a max deal. To be honest. All right, let's relax. Um, but, but yeah, uh, backup candidates or bio candidates, you can go backup point guard. You can keep the roster. I really don't know how much it hurts or helps you. I think Drogic and Schroeder definitely help you, but I think they won't waive someone unless they truly know one of those guys is willing to sign. So I would be happy with either of them, but again, I, I am liking what I'm seeing from the second unit, even though sometimes they don't. They won't hit shots. That's where I think both of those guys could help. Yeah, the offense sec- second unit wise. It, it, yeah, it probably a little, needs it. A little weird. I, I think I was, I'm like 70 30, 65 35, that they should probably go out and get a point guard in the buyout market. Yeah, but then you think if Kawhi and PG come back, then I feel like yeah, maybe ball we'll handling back up point guard as much. Yeah, especially with hand- Norm Powell's on the bench, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. We'll see how that plays out. I'm sure a lot of contenders uh, usually get good vets in the buyout market. So that's going to be something to watch out for. I remember one season, the buyout market was more interesting than the trade deadline. So it's going to be hard to, that's true. It's going to be hard to top that with James Harden and Ben Simmons getting traded for each other and other pieces. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Uh, let's move on to this Mavericks game in which the Clippers lost 112 to 105. Pretty frustrating to watch. Uh, there was no Porzingis oh. because he got traded to the Washington Wizards for Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. The refs kind of sucked this game. Marcus Morris had a team-high 21 points. He had no rebounds or assists. Norman Powell had 19 points, all in the second half, but he also suffered a bruised right bottom of his big toe and a sprained right ankle, and we just confirmed that it is turf toe on his left toe and he is questionable for the Mavericks game on Saturday. Uh, he was big in the second half. He, after scoring zero in the first, I thought he was one of the main reasons the Clippers got back into it. He had a lot of nice finds to zoo. Once he got into the paint, he was really aggressive at the end. He was really gimpy to start the fourth. Uh, eventually went to the back, came back. Terrence Mann, one of my favorite games from him. He was aggressive, decisive. He was picking up Luca, full court. He was getting into it. They were jawing. I loved it. Um, Luca had 28 points in the first on his way to 51 points, attacking Zoo. I don't know if it was attacking, just step back threes. 
off switches in the first. Just bullying him. Yeah, he he's Luke is honestly one of the greatest players I've ever seen. If I'm being honest, he's it's, he can, it's nuts what he does. Yeah, he's annoying. Like uh, when he oh, cries yeah. to refs, but he's you can't deny he's one of the greatest players. Or he's gonna go down as one of the most talented and greatest players to ever play basketball, just because he can do pretty much everything. I just I'm a fan of his. Uh, he has the step back. He has the fade mid range off one leg. He has a floater. Uh, he's this. He's deceptive with his handle where he can get by. He's big. Could post up. Just a terrible match for the Clippers. Even with all their wing defenders, it seems like he has a counter. Even if it's a tough contested shot, he still sees food when he sees us. Um, that's very true. Lucas J. Han tweeted saying, guys, I know everyone is scared of Luca, but we're just going to have to accept as a fan base that he's going to take his best shot at us every chance he gets because we are the reason he's never won a playoff series. And that is very true. It's well said. Because his other tweet from yo underscore Lev- Levy, Levi, Levi Luca owns the Clippers, but doesn't at the same time. He's like a stepfather. That's pretty true. He's going to get his buckets on us, but... We still won the playoff series in back-to-back years, no matter how nerve-wracking, stressful, agonizing both of those th- series were. We still we still won both of them. That's what matters in the end. Yeah, it's um, God, he he's a tough cover. I don't know how else to describe that. He uh, when they would switch and get a big on when they would switch, he would just attack Zoom and get a big on him. And then just get his step back. And then when they would uh, trap him, he would just find a nice pass to a roller. And then they would hit. Uh, they would make a play in the short roll, either hit a corner or a cutter. And I think you got to credit Dallas for that. Like they had, there was a cut by Dorney Finnis-Smith where Luca was trapped, hit a short roll. And then the, hell, the weak side came up to pick up that man. And then the low man, which was Batum had to help him and uh, rotate down, but there was still a cutter because uh, from Dorney Finney Smith, who still kept moving. I think that's just a good Testament to how well the Dallas Mavericks run uh, off of Luca. It, it kind of baffles me that they traded Porzingis. I, maybe they just didn't believe in him, but it's going to put more pressure on Luca to be great. I would feel, or maybe uh, give Jalen Brunson an opportunity to break out. Um. But let let's yeah, go. They in. Seem yeah, they seem confident to resign him. They yeah, seem confident to resign Brunson, and I feel like Chris Stapps is more of just like, yeah, we got to rip the bandaid off, get rid of Chris Stapps, and then. But one more thing on Luca is that this this old Kobe quote about James Harden kind of always sticks with me is how Kobe was saying, I believe it was back in 2018 or 2019, and he was saying how like, yeah, Harden, you know, it's great, it's it's he's getting the numbers, but Kobe doesn't think that this style can win championships this ball dominant of one player style can win no, championships. It won't, and, it won't, you know, it, I, I don't know. I mean, I as well am a big fan of Luca aside from when we have to play him. He's very, very talented, very, he's going to go down as one of the best, but can this ball dominant Luca having to do 99% of everything, is it going to win championships? I guess we'll see else. We'll see, you know, what the, what players the Mavericks get around them and, and maybe they do just go all in on Luca or or bust, but like as far as the offense goes, but yeah, we'll see. It's interesting that that quote kind of always stuck with me because you know Harden has still hasn't ended up getting that championship, but he might in Philly with with Embiid. So yeah, it was it was a wild deadline day. Yeah. Um. So we don't. So to avoid making this just a Luca and Mavs 
pod. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Aluka, you're great. We think you're amazing. Just please stop. Anyway, Jack, what do you want to see from the Clippers in their rematch with the Mavericks on Saturday? Ooh, let's try to limit. Let's try our best to limit Luca. Limit Luca. The double L. Limit Luca. Let's, let's just see what we can do. And you know, obviously they got Dinwiddie and Bertans oh, in the deal right. for first So I'm not entirely sure if they're playing. I, I think they might be. So maybe that could you know that's like basically a whole new team for them. They're getting two extra players. So we'll see what kind of game plan Ty Lue goes into because it's kind of fun when now that teams. When visiting a team, they'll play them like two times instead of just one time and then leave. So it's almost like a mini miniature playoff series. Uh, and and of course, it's against got to be against the Mavericks where we have this mini playoff series. So we'll see the adjustments Ty Lue make. I think they're really going to try to limit Luca and not let him get 28 points in the first. That would be that would not be ideal for Luca to get 51 again on us, including including 28 in the first. So we'll see what what adjustments Ty Lue makes. Yeah. It- would would you rather force him to play one on one and get fifty again, or get it out of his hands and make his teammates make plays? See, that's the thing that's tough is that it feels like either one that we do, he he still is he's either scores or he makes the right pass. Um, over the course of a whole playoff series, obviously we've we've seen he in seven games, it's it's pretty tough for him to do everything and on offense. But, you know, in this in one game, I feel like it'll be a lot of different looks we'll throw at him, whether it's a double team, hard hedge, just, just a full switch. That We kind of saw that in the first game. He, he picked it apart. So, um, yeah, Tyloo could could change that up. But I feel like it will be a bunch of different looks. Looks. I don't think it's going to just be the same exact coverage every single possession on Luka. And it'll depend on who's in the game, too, and, and who can match up. We'll see. I bet T-Man will get some more minutes guarding him. He likes to annoy him. And – T-Man and Luca have a lot of history with their beef, so it, it'll be a fun one. I feel like Luke, uh, the Clippers are going to be motivated to to definitely come in and get revenge against Luca. Yep, I also think I think you're going to see a lot of T-Man, uh, Nico Batum, on him for the majority of the game. Maybe some Amir Coffee. Uh, let's yeah. take a quick break, and then once we come back, we'll finish off this episode with a little wager between Jack and I, and then a little banter at the end. All right, and we're back. So, Jack, we had a little wager last episode where I bet you a whole $20 that Marcus Morris would not be on the Clippers roster by the time the trade deadline passed. And I was wrong. No, you I don't lose, John. Yes, I know. Now? Yes, all right, anyway. I would like to redeem myself with another wager, with a weekly wager. Ooh. Oh, really? Yes. I would like to propose that the Clippers will not hold Luca under 30 points. And I bet you $10 that he will score over 30. You know what? What do you say? I I feel like Dinwiddie and Bertans are going to play. Oh, Dinwiddie's getting 60 points. Bertans is getting 50. And Luca's gonna be held under thirty. We are gonna make it our mission to make Luke. Tyloo is gonna say in the pregame press conference, "We are not letting Luca get 30. I'm gonna find a way to message him and tell him about this to not let Luca get thirty. I'm taking the under on Luca's points. All right, so ten dollars. 
ten dollars, he's not scoring thirty. He's going. He's going twenty nine or under. You got. He's gone twenty nine or under, and I got thirty or over. Correct. Right. And I won the last week's bet, which was. I just want. Just want to say again. I yeah. don't lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I have faith. The Clippers. We're gonna keep Morris. I'm still proud of that. I'm glad he's on the team. So. Though I I just thought he was gone. Yeah, same. If I'm being honest, I thought he was gone, but I'm glad he's on the team. I, under, I understand a lot. I feel like a lot of Clipper fans probably did too. So I understand it, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we kept him. I'm glad we kept Mook. Mook. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, I'm really happy to have him. Anyway, uh, speaking of bets, there's going to be a lot of bets on the Super Bowl this weekend. Ooh, who you got winning it? But uh, I'm not. Ta- I'm not. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. You got Maddie or Cassie, Euphoria. Come on now. Euphoria Super Bowl? Maddie yeah. or Cassie? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Maddie. She's going to whip that ass. <laughs> Cassie's just a mess. I cannot stand her. This yeah, year. I'm, I'm team Maddie. My sister's name is Maddie too, so oh. I, I got to rep team Maddie. I got to. Shout out Maddie Coglin, um, star <laughs> star of the rookie on ABC. Yeah, NBC, CBS. Which one is it? I I I uh, I wish I had, had an answer for you. That's your sister, man. She's on a primetime <laughs> television show. Anyway, shout. We're we're team Maddie on this pod. Whether it's Maddie from Euphoria, Maddie Coglin, star of the rookie on one of your favorite local stations. ABC. It is ABC. 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 See, I knew that. I knew that. Catch Jack's sister on ABC on the rookie. Um, but I'm also going. My money is on the Rams, but I want Cincinnati. I'm a Bronco fan. So oh, re- I'm not going to root for them. Oh, you're. Oh, are oh, you going wait, to the no. Super Bowl, John? Did you, did you drop five racks? I'm a bet on it. I don't know what though. Oh yeah, Von Miller's on the Rams too. So Ooh, uh, I saw him. Man. I saw him on Wednesday. I Von, saw Miller? Von Miller. And I didn't even know it was him. Wow, you're a fraud. I'm a casual. Yeah, I'm a casual. Exactly. But anyway, everyone, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Again, we really appreciate you guys and your support. We got the most listens and downloads on our last episode that we dropped on the Norman Powell trade. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it. We're only five episodes in. We're only getting better. I feel like we're getting better. I, I, I do too. Think. Yeah. I, do too. I don't know what you guys think. And we're going to bring some more guests on. We're going to get yes. some, get some more guests. Give us suggestions of what you want to see more of what you want to see less of who we should bring on. Send it, send it to our Twitters. I'm Jack Clippers on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm courtside John, underscore are... courtside underscore clips. Really appreciate you guys listening. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Give us a nice rating. Give us a review. Tweet at us. You tweet at us. Well, I try to respond. Jack responds. We'll try to get back to you. Give us suggestions. Give us feedback. Uh, Thank you again for listening. We'll be back at you next week. And as always, go Clips.